Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The ghost ship is still alive, barely. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as audio buddies, as we are finer than frog's hair, unless we're not coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and super abundantly powerful Microphones of FSR emanating live from the buster, the filibuster of endless sports chatter. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So hope all is well as we are here for the holiday blues. Oh, the holiday blues and a, a day that we normally had reserved the Christmas day, normally for basketball, but the NBA, a bad product this year, and I'd rather watch bad football than good NBA. And we got that bad football from most of the day on, on Christmas. Now, now I lead this hour coming from the Valley of the Sun. Play the hits, my man. Play the hits. And that's pro football, and that's where the Christmas triple header ended. And I don't know if you were watching any of this or not, but the headline here, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers by the skin on their chinny-chin-chin getting it done. Brady completed all six of his passes in overtime, which I guess made up for the rest of the game. And the Buccaneers overcame a 10-point deficit to the third-string quarterback of the Cardinals and they come back and tie it in the fourth. They win it in overtime, 19-16, and continue to have a one-game lead in the NFC South. Ryan Suckup 
who must have been abused when he was in school. We say that every time we hear the name. Ryan suck up, but he hit the 40-yard field goal with less than four minutes to go in overtime, and that capped off a nine-play, 66-yard drive, the 57th game-winning drive for Tom Brady in his career. Arizona drops to a miserable 4-11. and They lose their fifth straight game now. Tampa Bay snaps a two-game skid. The Buccaneers, a game under 500. And they stay ahead of Carolina and Nolans in the NFC South. The conversation begins now. Let us discuss the question on this one. Does Tom Brady still qualify as an elite quarterback? How can you say that, Ben? Come on now. The Buccaneers won the game. What's wrong with you? You can't even question Tom Brady. Well, yeah, you can question Tom Brady. It's not week four. It's not week six. It's not week seven. We're pretty much dunskies with the NFL regular season. There's only a couple of weeks to go, and you got to look at where Tom Brady is right now. So I've got Proctor and Gamble, Salads, and Alley, and we will connect all of these things together, and we are going to make leftovers, which is what you'll probably be eating later on on Monday, leftovers. Now, first of all, the Buccaneer offense is not only an offense, it is offensive, it is painful. To watch uh, this team play on office, Tom Brady, I get that he has the Lifetime Achievement Award. We are aware of that. There is such a thing as a Lifetime Achievement Award, and the accolades are impeccable for Tom Brady and uh, gets a lot of love, and, and rightfully so. However, you have to separate the macro from the micro, and in a snapshot of this season, the stars have not aligned. For Tom Brady, they have not. And you might want to spread the word here and let people know because Tom Brady, he needs a new sponsorship here. Uh, He was in that FTX game. That was a scam. Good job by Brady. That's why he's getting sued up the wazoo. But he needs a a new partner here. Maybe Procter and Gamble can step in, get a couple of sticks of that Old Spice and deodorant there because, man, man, oh, man, Brady uh, is a lot of stinkage. Through the balance of these games, the body odor. We pay you! What stinks? That would be Tom Brady and the passing offense for the Buccaneers. Now, oops, it happened again. The pendulum going the wrong way. We saw it in a second or eight Cardinal defense. Tom Brady gets the victory and the celebration. People all gaga because of the overtime touchdown drive. But really? Did you watch the game? Tell me you didn't watch the game. If you, if you, if you had that take, you're a dum-dum, and you clearly did not watch the, the game here. Uh, because for the balance of the day, Tom Brady stopped the presses, was standing in quicksand. All right, now he ended up, the 48 pass attempts for Brady, averaged less than six yards per attempt. He's been that way most of the year. The, the average NFL baseline stat for a quarterback is seven yards per attempt. Brady... In this game, 5.9, two interceptions, and a passer rating below 72. And he needed to go to overtime to squeeze past Trace McSorley, whoever that is, uh, the third-string quarterback of the Cardinals. Now, secondly, why are so many people in denial? They're sound asleep about Tom Brady and his overall performance this season. I know a lot of people are sound asleep right now because of the time we're talking, but the answer to the question here, it's all about the status. I keep going back to that. That's the answer. It's an Occam's razor situation. The simplest answer is the right answer. When you have a special place in the orthodoxy of football, the lords of the manor and the aristocrats will bend over backward to defend your honor, cooking up all kinds of special salads, word salads, to rationalize a worrisome performance. Now, for the first three-plus quarters of this particular game on Sunday night, Chris Collinsworth was using all kinds of verbal shortcuts and salesman-like stretches to rationalize and defend a TB12. And it is a reminder that prestige is really powerful. It's great. However, it does not 
does not help you perform at the moment. It certainly helps you get endorsements. It helps TV people give you a Manny and a Petty and suck your toes and all that. But my goodness, uh, the, if you if you did a blindfolded side-by-side taste test of performance by quarterbacks, Tom Brady would not pass. He would not pass. If you didn't know the resume and you just merely looked in the moment, you would say, "Ooh, man, that's not a good, that does not taste well. That is, that is foul. It's not right. And Brady continues to be cracked, torn, scratched, and deformed, as you would expect a quarterback in his mid-40s. Now, he does have 21 touchdowns on the year, nine interceptions, which isn't all that impressive. It's stunning. It's not worse than that. And you look at the Buccaneers, and and it's been a wild ride, Mr. Toad's wild ride, and everyone's waiting for them to kick it into high gear. And you keep waiting and waiting and waiting, and they're going to polish this up, and it hasn't happened. And uh, the the fact that they only win this game by a field goal in overtime against the third-string quarterback of a dog-food Cardinal team is a disgrace. In absolute disgrace. If I owned the Cardinals, I'd fire Todd Bowles right now. Uh, what are you doing? Garbage. I mean, the Buccaneer, Trace McSorley. I mean, that's a terrible Cardinal team. They, they also, in this, this season, the Buccaneers barely got by the 5-10 and 10 Rams, lost to the Jacoby Brissett Browns, P.J. Walker and the Panthers, and also the Steelers with Mitch Trubisky. Holy Toledo, Batman. Yikes. Now, if, if you are the, uh, the opposition down the line in a prospective playoff game, right now it would be the Dallas Cowboys would match up at the end of the rainbow in the playoffs. But it doesn't matter whether it's Cowboys. It most likely is going to be Dallas. But if whoever ends up playing the Bucks, should they get in the playoffs and not gag this thing away, uh, that is a great mitzvah. And if you don't beat the Buccaneers, Whoever you are, you should fire your coach and get rid of your quarterback because, my God, well, I mean, this is, this is the, the, the perfect uh, team, the perfect uh, elixir in, the, in a postseason environment. Now, meanwhile, uh, final thought, we'll spend a quick second on a really brutal franchise, uh, an embarrassment, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, it used to be fun to pick on the Cardinals because people thought they were going to be good, and we, we always love to point out, well, no, they're not. No, they're not that good. Uh, and and he, now it's just it's a it's just a new level of humiliation. Uh, the the uh, participation trophy for Arizona they battled they battled uh, and it's great you get a little extra like orange at the end there some orange slices uh, and of course this is not Pop Warner football you don't get credit for that now Coach Cliff Kingsbury is described as being miserable you see that report recently that he's miserable in Arizona, and the speculation machine getting cranked up and cranked up and saying that Kingsbury may end up just quitting on the Cardinals and walking away from the desert altogether and saying, that's it, I'm done, I'm out of here. So the question here is buy or sell that Cliff Kingsbury, the runway model, will resign as Arizona's field general at the end of the season. So I am going to sell that. I'm not going to buy it. Now, that doesn't mean that Kingsbury is going to return, but just bear with me here. I'm a big believer in uh, no matter how awkward things are, no matter how uncomfortable things are, uh, there is a carrot at the end of the stick that would provide enough uh, enough good vibrations to have you continue on, and that is the guaranteed money. You don't walk away from the guaranteed money. Now, the likelihood of Kingsbury quitting as the report speculated, of course, the report also speculated he could continue as coach, he could be fired, or he could quit. But the meat of it that got attention was that Kingsbury was going to resign as coach. So the odds of that are very minuscule. Outside of being independently wealthy, it's foolish to even think about that. The first rule of business is once something is given to you, you don't give it back. You don't leave the moolah sitting on a table somewhere 
And we highly doubt that the frugal Cardinals, the house of cards, which has come tumbling down here, would pay Kingsbury in full if he resigns. So if that's the case, why would you? Why would they and why would you? Uh, Which means that you will continue on. It's not a viable option. Now, if they do end up at loggerheads in a blind alley at impasse, you can always work it out. In Arizona, we tried to tell them, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. They said, no, we know better than you. You're just an overnight guy. What do you know? And they, they said, we commit to Mighty Mouse. We commit to the Oompa Loompa. How's that working out? The franchise quarterback, pint-sized QB with alligator arms. Total fraud, as we anticipated he would end up being. And he's likely going to miss a big chunk at best of the 2023 season. But will the Cardinals let the smallest guy in the locker room change coaches? You've got kickers that are bigger than this guy. Uh, now, the, the good news is that Alligator Arms Murray, is he's improved, I understand. I was talking to somebody in Arizona. They were telling me how he's really good at video games. He's gotten even better now since he got hurt. But something's going to change. The Cardinals, over their last 14 home games, 14 home games, last 14 home games are 1-13. in 13. It is a bad product. Boy, oh boy, is it a bad product in the Valley of the Sun. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. A Packer backer. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere like workmates as we are the undisputed and undefeated gas bags of darkness Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and stratospherically powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the theater, the theater of hot takes in the bowels of FSR. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000. Recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So our lead this hour coming from South Beach. You think sun and fun in Miami, 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 but that was not, not the case on Christmas, uh, at least by Florida standards. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers bringing a wintry mix to the South Florida area, the Dolphins kicking off in 46-degree weather. Oh, my God, it's 46 degrees. It's so cold. It's so cold. Um, Well, if you live in Florida, you would say that. The coldest game in Miami since way back in 1989. Wow, holy cannoli. All right, so uh, I don't know if you saw this game or not. It was on Fox. Perhaps you missed it, but do not worry. Do not worry here. We watched so you... Would not have to. Green Bay was in a dogfight with Miami. They ended up picking off not one, not two, but three Tua Tungavailoa passes in the fourth quarter as Aaron Rodgers and the Packers rally back on the brink of a dark loss on the road, but the Packers end up beating the Dolphins 26-20. to and couldn't be happier as a result. They keep their playoff hopes alive. Rodgers, 238 yards. He had a touchdown. Also had an interception for the Packers, who are still under 500. I was told when you're under 500, you're not worth a damn. The Packers at 7-8. and eight. They have won three in a row. Miami, 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 Miami. They got the hipster coach, and they're 8-7. and seven. They've lost now four straight. Four straight games. They go O for the month of December and now must win their final two to make the postseason the better story in the losing locker room. The sky is a falling on top of the Miami Dolphins. So let us discuss the question. We start at the quarterback position because the play of the quarterback, he's you know, the beautiful people. Quarterbacks, when they don't play well, they're not so beautiful. So how would you describe Tua Tungavailoa's performance of late for the Dolphins? So I've got trapdoor, remote control, and style points. And we will combine all of these things together, and uh, we're going to make a, uh, a big, giant box that we're going to return later today. All right, so A... Tua Tungavailoa was not only a quarterback, but he was also lousy. Now, he wasn't lousy the entire game, and we mentioned this earlier if you were not listening. Midway through, things were going very well for Tua. In fact, the speed demons for the Dolphins were barbecuing the Green Bay Packers secondary. They were enjoying the nice, soft, cheese defense of the Packers And if you watched only the first half and then had something else to do, whatever that might be, whether it's a family commitment or you had to take a nice nap or, like me, go out and get some Chinese food, whatever you were doing, whatever you're doing there, if you only watched the first half, you're likely wondering what the hullabaloo is. At halftime, Tua was averaging 19 yards per attempt. He only attempted 12 passes in the first half, completed nine of them. For an average of 19 yards per attempt, had a touchdown, a passer rating of 144-plus. And he had a couple of darts that he connected with. Jalen Waddell had an 84-yard catch-and-run touchdown. Tyree Kill, 52-yard reception. And so you, you get to 19 yards per attempt when you get those big pass plays. And then in the second half, 
and specifically the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, and I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but this trap door opened up and Tua fell into a pit of anacondas and he sucked at a time you cannot suck. Now, how bad was he? You'd like to think if you're a dolphin apologist that this was a rock bottom situation because Tua, after starting 9 of 12 in the first half, in the second half, he was 9 of 13. So it was about the same. It was one, uh, one more attempt, same number of completions, but only 81 yards passing in the second half. That's 6.2 yards per attempt and no touchdowns and the three interceptions. And brutal. Three interceptions, 46 uh, passer rating. Those three turnovers happening on the final three drives for the Dolphins. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Turn out the lights. The party's over. At least it was on this day for the Dolphins. Now, page two. Is Tua Tungavailoa really the long-term answer for Miami? And you have to pause. For a second, this flatulence continues a free fall for the Dolphins quarterback. And there's a saying that in professional sports and really life in general, but we worry about sports in this part of the radio. So life happens very fast in the NFL. In one month, one month, and we still haven't even done with the month, but the Dolphins are done playing this month of December. Tua went from highfalutin MVP candidate doing the, the, the walk, the Vince McMahon walk, and he's like, has chest out. like, hey, look at me. You said I was a bum, and you people are losers. You had those arrogant Dolphin fans who were feeling their oats, who were bragging about Tua this, Tua that, and all that stuff. He was an MVP candidate. Not the favorite, but he was strolling around as an MVP candidate, and he was held in high regard. And in the span of one month, he has gone from MVP candidate to rinky-dink quarterback, bedraggled, tore up from the floor up, December, the month of dumpster diving for Tua. How bad has it been? I'm glad you asked. The last four games, the month of December, he has been obliterated. Tua The completion percentage, barely over 50%. Six touchdowns, five interceptions, and a fumble. So that is one touchdown for every turnover and a passer rating of below 81. Now, remember, in the mid-90s is good. 100-plus is really good. So that would be a player who is not the long-term answer. Any lies detected? I say there are no lies detected in that. Now, the question that has to be answered before everyone goes stir-crazy associated in Miami pro football, is this merely a speed bump for the Dolphins, or has the NFL now figured out Tua that the Dolphins were fun to watch and all that, but now they've gone from from drinking out of a, a sink to a fire hose. It's not going so well. And so have people figured out the gimmicky Dolphin offense, and now uh, what you're seeing here is the Tua Tungavailoa has been been figured out. And so at the bare minimum, this will cause Miami Brass to grab the remote control and hit the pause button in terms of the big picture. You would would assume the position that they're not going to be dum-dums like the Arizona Cardinals, the Stooges there who lock themselves up with that pint-sized punk, Kyler Murray, who stinks and is hurt right now. Are the Dolphins going to make that same mistake? Are they going to go down that road? You would say no, but Tua's got one year left on his rookie contract. So that'll keep him busy for another year, but the Dolphins are going to have to decide sooner than later whether or not they want to pick up the fifth-year option, the dreaded fifth-year option. And so Tua still has time. There's a couple games left to rewrite the ending, but he's dragging the Dolphins down by his performance here. And he's got two more opportunities to, to secure a playoff spot. It's not looking very good right now, and I would recommend that somebody in his stocking gave him some mouthwash because he's suffering from halitosis. He's got really bad breath. The two games left 
for the Dolphins. They play the Patriots in Foxborough. I'm sure the weather will be great this weekend. And the Dolphins, a one-and-a-half-point road favorite in that game. The early line, Dolphins favored. And then they close it out at home with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And the rotting carcass of Zach Wilson or whoever ends up playing quarterback by week 18 for the Jets. So a couple divisional games for the Dolphins to close it out. All right, last word. So let's turn the page. And we'll go to the green and gold, the Green Bay Packers. So are the Packers going to make the postseason? They won three games in a row. They certainly have a path to salvation in the playoff nation. But in all honesty, unpopular opinion. I'm now going to give an unpopular opinion. I'll get away from the microphone here in a moment. But in all honesty, I'm not impressed with the Green Bay Packers. I'm not impressed. That, that's a flawed football team to me. And I know everyone's going crazy for the Packers and they're back and all this. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I'm not getting caught up in the tidal wave of media hyperbole. And everyone's tickling the ivories with how great the Packers are all of a sudden. I take a step back and I give you no style points. All right, the Cheeseheads have three wins in a row against the Bears, Rams, and Dolphins. Two of those games were gift-wrapped, put under the tree by the opposing quarterbacks. The Bears had a, had a big lead, and then Josh Fields, a couple of interceptions in the fourth quarter. Where have we seen that? I don't know. Tua, three interceptions in the fourth quarter. The Bears are a, a wretched team, and the Packers needed two interceptions by Fields in order to win that game, a, a team they normally dominate, and Tua... And the Dolphins, right now, in this moment, the Dolphins are not a good football team. That you heard the sound, timber! Yeah, the tree is falling. Timber! Yeah. And right now, Tua Tungabailoa, he actually fell into the, the, uh, the tree of suck. And I think he hit every branch in the tree of suck on his way down there. Um, so... That, that's not as impressive a, a win for the Packers. So they don't have any impressive wins. Uh, and the, the Ram game, the, the Ram plays, when I saw the look on that Ram sidelines, when they walked out on the field in that cold, chilly weather at Green Bay, they had lost because of the weather at Lambeau Field. So listen, the Packers are in the right place at the right time. They are the beneficiaries, the benef- beneficiaries of this. But I'm not going to extol the virtues of the Green Bay Packers. Now the Packers... They will be favored the final two games of the year at home against the Vikings and the Lions, a couple of NFC North Dome teams, teams that oh, even though they play in cities where it gets chilly, they play in the great indoors. Now they've got to play in the great outdoors. And so that's what's left on the the table for the Green Bay Packers they they also need the need a little bit of help here because they lost to both Washington and the New York Giants and as a result they have to be ahead of them if they're tied the tie goes on the head-to-head tiebreaker to Washington and the Giants so it's not a, a guarantee that they will stick the landing here the Packers and make the playoffs but if you think the NFL is scripted if you're one of those that believe it's all scripted, then it's a, it's a great story, storybook situation. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Not much of a horse race, I'll say that. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as key collaborators as we go off topic, unless we don't, coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and outrageously powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the board, the sounding board. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And welcome into the audio dojo as we are back at it again. Good to have you hanging out with us. And our lead this hour coming from La La Land, a word to the wise, the NFL is king, even a dog food matchup between two teams that that stink. The Rams and Broncos causes a Maller monologue. They were hanging out in the hood, up to no good in Inglewood. SoFi Stadium, the scene, Jim Nance and Tony Romo wearing awkward, ugly Christmas sweaters. They had the CBS call on this game. couple of teams that are lost at sea, and uh, mano a mano a mano as they go at it there in the latrine matchup. Now, I don't know if you saw this game. Maybe you had family commitments or you just found something else to do. But Baker Mayfield striking a pose like he was back in college. He threw two touchdown passes. Cam Akers rumbling and stumbling and bumbling. For 118 yards and a career-high three touchdowns. Remember when Cam Akers left the Rams in a hullabaloo earlier in the year and there were talk that he was going to be traded and nobody wanted him and he ended up coming back with his tail between his legs with the Rams. Well, Cam Akers, a monster game, and the Ram defense was all over the place and the Broncos on the wrong end of a Ram 51-14 win. Second victory for the lowly Rams. They've been miserable all year, but since mid-October with Baker Mayfield, they have a winning record. L.A. improves to 5-10. and They're 2-1 in the Baker Mayfield era. Denver, El Flopperoo for the Broncos as they are now 4-11. and And the misery continues in the Mile High City, but the better story is in that locker room for our purposes, and so that is where we will begin. So let us discuss the question. What happened to Russell Wilson in this game and overall in Denver? What has happened to this guy? As It it was more business as usual for this year for Russell Wilson as he was dreadful. So I've got inflation. Human Sacrifice and Temptation Island 
And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make Rocky Mountain Oysters, which I ate because I lost a bet, and they're disgusting. I do not recommend uh, eating them. Uh, so uh, let's get into it right now. Now, number one. Number one. Number one. Slim Pickens for Russell Wilson. And if you go back and listen to the old archive of audio content that we put out here on the Ben Maller Show, everything saved for posterity's sake, you know that we expected Russell Wilson to be okay. We thought he would be average. We did not have him falling into Dante's Inferno on our bingo card. This is a dimension that seemed impossible, that we were going to see a lot of Sunday fun days for Russell Wilson, but here we are, and this is the reality of the situation. Russell Wilson apologist, the Russell Wilson Marching and Chowder Society, they're the ones that are blaming other people. We see this with all quarterbacks. It's like, well, it's not his fault. It's the offensive line's fault. It's the skilled players. It's the coaching staff. It's that altitude in Denver. There's no accountability. Blah, 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 blah. So I believe, I got a theory on this. I don't think it's the coach's fault. I don't think it's the skilled players or the offensive line. Uh, I believe it's called an inflation situation, as in the inflation of Russell Wilson's ego. Right? Ego. Money and fame mitigating factors. Now, Russell Wilson had a taste of that in Seattle. But the way the people of the Rocky Mountains kissed his tuchus as the hero, the Messiah, when he arrived in Colorado, and oh, that was jet fuel, the center of attention, the center of attention for Russell Wilson, and he soaked it all up, and he's not, he's not the same. He's not the scratch and claw overachieving quarterback that he was when he came on the scene in Seattle as he started out. Many people start out this way, humble, hardworking. And he's still Poindexter. He's still a nerd, but he's he's more than that. Not just Poindexter. He's Mr. Unlimited, all that nonsense, riding the wave. Of course, it's a tidal wave with Sierra. The fact that Russell Wilson, this is a great stat that sums up how Russell's gone a little past the humble stage of life as he came out of nowhere in NFL circles and became the guy, like a bull in a china shop when he came on the scene there in Seattle. But Russell Wilson, all right, he's now had another touchdown pass in this blowout loss to the Rams. That means he's now got 12 touchdown passes. That's a great accomplishment. He now has matched the number of bathrooms that he has in his mansion in Colorado, his humble abode in Denver. As his home there has 12 bathrooms, he now has one touchdown pass for every one of those bathrooms when he gets back to his palace in Colorado. So he got paid. The Broncos got played. They signed up sight unseen. And there's a great lesson that will not be followed by future teams, but the lesson here is rather obvious. This is a teachable moment. No matter how good an athlete looks when you acquire them in a trade, you have to make sure that the puzzle piece Fits the jigsaw puzzle. And everyone in Colorado was so giddy. They got their franchise quarterback. They didn't let the dust settle. And they were blinded by the dopamine, the hit of dopamine from getting their franchise quarterback. And they couldn't wait. God forbid, God forbid they wait a little bit and see how this plays out. So they paid Russell Wilson top dollar. And now they are on the hook. They are on the hook, the Denver Broncos, as they thought he was riding in on a white horse. It turned out that was a Trojan horse. Now, page two. So how do the Broncos handle Russell Wilson going forward? It's going to be a fascinating story that will continue to eat up much of our time on the airwaves of the Ben Maller show. So the first move here, I got it all mapped out in my head. I want to run this by you. All right, run this by you. So the first move will be to look for a guardian angel. Will they be able to find a sucker? Someone gullible enough to take a shot at Russ. 
Yeah, you have to find a willing trade partner, someone who is also delusional enough to absorb the $104 million guaranteed for a falling star. Don't let a falling star fall on you. And that's how much money Russ has between 2023 and 2025. So my unsolicited advice for the Broncos, you reach out to the Colts, the Commanders, and the Bucks, among others. Throw the Texans in there if you want. See if anyone is biting. Nothing, nothing is impossible. Now, we have seen Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and Nick Foles traded with massive contracts. Players that signed contracts, they said they were immovable. We heard it on these airways, but those teams that had those contracts were able to get over the hump. So you could sell Russell Wilson to a team desperate to get a franchise quarterback for nothing. Change of scenery 2.0, the great awakening. They would hire a uh, former confidant of Wilson, say uh, somebody that was on the staff in Seattle with Pete Carroll that knows how to squeeze out success, recreate the Pacific Northwest magic. Now, when that door closes, and we, we doubt that's going to happen, you then pivot to human sacrifice. What is that, you ask? Well, that would be Nathaniel Hackett going to the guillotine. His ass is grass. The Broncos will fire their incompetent coach. You got to have a foe guy. You got to have it. You know and I know it, right? This guy's been in over his head. From the very beginning. Now, Hackett will be what's known as collateral damage. Denver will get a new coach and a new coaching staff, and this will be a salvage and recovery mission is what's going to happen here. That's what I see in my crystal ball as a distant relative of Nostradamus and friend of Nostradamus. All right, final point. And Nostradamus is giddy with schadenfreude because Nostradamus lives in the Seattle area, and he is loving every mistake by Russell Wilson. Now, final point. Turn the page over to the LA Rams. Does Baker Mayfield, based on his recent play, get another shot at being the man, a starting quarterback in the NFL circa 2023? And so we're at a fork in the road in Baker Mayfield's career. So the the arrow is indicating that he will get another opportunity. Mayfield has shown enough spark that someone will call him up and say, hey, we'd like you to play quarterback for us. He's been commendable, not over-the-top great. People forget that game against the Raiders, for 90% of that game, Baker Mayfield was bad, and then you only remember the ending of the game and the the, the late couple of drives, the game winner against the Raiders. And in Green Bay, he was pretty much useless in that game, and he put on a masterpiece theater performance against the Broncos. But this was really more about Denver not being interested in playing and having the Christmas blues and just not showing up with the old stink bomb. But the question of does this sparkling performance cover up a season of mostly misery? And I think the answer is yes, that all that crap that he had in Carolina, that Sean McVay has been able to polish the turd Baker Mayfield here. It's not a full resurrection, but it's a bit of a rebirth. And this makes Baker Mayfield the forbidden fruit on Temptation Island. And after a dog food performance with the Carolina Panthers, man, was he bad. He was wicked bad. Does Baker Mayfield go down the garden path again? And this is where it's on Baker. Because you you have to make the call. You went to a bad Browns team. And you made the postseason one year. You go to a dreadful Carolina Panther team, and you end up getting released, asking for your release before the season ends. Now you're on a bad Rams team. Is Baker Mayfield willing to re-engage with a dumpster fire type team? Is he willing to drive the garbage truck again? for the Texans or the Falcons or the Cardinals who need a quarterback because their little pint-sized quarterback is going to be hurt for most of next year or the Bucs when Tom Brady goes somewhere else. 
So there's plenty of possibilities out there. They're mostly bad teams. Would he be better off staying with a team that has a chance to be at least mediocre, like the Rams, as they get their guys back next year, as a high-end backup and also an insurance policy with a better coach? And you know that Matthew Stafford, even if he comes back and plays next year, is very fragile and likely to miss a bunch of games. And you could continue to learn the ropes under Sean McVay. That would seem to be the road to go, but you want to play. What fun is football when you're not playing? So it's going to be very interesting to watch how this all plays out. Will Baker get hornswoggled into going to another dumb, you know, dumb organization, bad team, under the false advertising that things are going to be different, where if you go to the Atlanta Falcons, oh, no, it's not the same old Falcons, but then it is. Uh, or does he end up going to a team that already has a quarterback, like the Rams, we use them as an example, or another team that's projected to be at least a mid-level contender in the NFL, and they can sweeten the pot for you and give you a chance to be the backup, and knowing that in a 17-game season, you're going to have the chance to play. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 